Hey guys, it's Scott, and uh, I thought I'd do a fun post today, something light. I'm back in the writer's room with Tyler for uh, Witches, the TV show, and it's a blast, but it's super intense, so I feel like I have two jobs right now, if not three or four, where in the morning I'm working on comics. By 12, 1230, um, I'm in the writer's room with Tyler doing TV work for the first season of Witches with Jock as well, which is huge fun, but it's like a whole other kind of uh, use of our brains. And then by 5 o'clock, I am dad from 5 to 9.30, and then at 9.30, I sort of collapse or do something completely mindless. That's my life. But I love the work, and I can't wait for you to see what we're building in on all fronts. Also, uh, Blacktop Bill number one, our big Noctera special that tells the origin of our illustrious villain Blacktop Bill comes out from Image Comics. It's got Dennis Cowan on art, um, the legend Dennis Cowan, and Kent Williams, another legend, and Chris Sotomayor, who's just one of the best colorists in the business, and Darren Bennett, who letters a lot of our stuff, is, is lettering it as well. So it, it's a stellar issue. Tony co-wrote it with me, and it brings all of the kind of twisted, dark fun of Noctera to the page. And uh, next month, we start our second arc in earnest, and then it runs monthly for five straight months um, with Tony back on art and Marcello uh, Maoli on colors and Darren on letters, and it's called Pedal to the Metal, and I genuinely believe it's better than our first arc, so I can't wait for you to see it. So I thought I'd do a thing about some of my favorite stuff from the year. It's interesting because a lot of the things that I thought were going to be my favorite cultural touchstones wound up not being, not because they weren't great, but I liked other things better. And, and I found this odd thread where it was like the things that I thought I was going to like the most were kind of comfort food things like uh, No Way Home, which I did love, and Matrix Resurrections and Ghostbusters or things like that that would bring back kind of a childhood joy, you know, but also do it in a new way. And some of them were super effective. But what I realized, I think, over the course of the year was that I just have loved things that have been surprisingly new and daring this year even more. Uh, it's like I went and saw No Way Home and I loved No Way Home, but I still loved Spider-Verse more. And I know it wasn't this year, but the joy of walking out of Spider-Verse or Lego Batman, something that took a superhero that I thought I knew and did something fascinatingly different with them on all fronts, aesthetically, story-wise, intellectually, all of it was just so cool. And so my favorite things this year, I realized as I was going through, kind of reflect that a bit. My favorite kind of king of comics this year is James Tynan, a former student and best friend. His series, Department of Truth and Something is Killing His Children, have been favorites of mine for a while, but now he started in on Nice House on the Lake. And it's amazing to me that one person can write three series that feel so of the moment and yet so different. Each one sort of tackles, I think, this particular moment from a completely different angle. One from a fun, soapy, big mythology, not YA, but young adventure kind of book, Something is Killing Your Children. The other from a incredibly intellectual, ideological, rigorous, and challenging book, as much as it is fun, like Department of Truth. And another, I think, in this really piercingly personal way about what it feels like to kind of slouch towards the end of the world in um, Nice House on the Lake. 
So again, he's he's kind of my pick for king of comics. I think visionary for me of the year was Rom V. Um, I loved the many deaths of Layla Starr. I love what he's been doing on Catwoman. I read uh, Blue and Green at the beginning of the year and thought it was fantastic. And he brings an integrity and a passion to his work that I feel is so crucial in comics. And I, I was lucky enough to get to talk to him a few times and become friendly. And I can't say enough good things about him. I think Breakout for me, uh, Steph Phillips. And I'd have to say, I mean, I love seeing Vita Ayala and Danny, who are both friends of mine, Danny Lord, get such great work across the board. But Steph was somebody I wasn't aware of really until this year and then read uh, Nuclear Family and loved it. And then now I'm reading, you know, We Only Kill Each Other and what she's been able to do at DC. And she's great. And she's just a great person all around too. So having new blood, new voices come in that are going to kind of invigorate comics from all sides is is always a thrill. I think other people that have, have been broken out this year that I'm really proud of that are some of whom are former students, Philip Kennedy Johnson on action and the last uh, God. That book was fantastic. Michael Morisi with the plot and now barbaric. He was also a student far surpassing anything I could have taught him. Two people who've had a banner year who are old friends of mine and I think should get an award for always topping themselves and never letting the work slip are uh, Chip Zdarsky and Jeff Lemire. Chip had Afterlift and Stillwater and Newburn is fantastic. And Jeff has Primordial and Swamp Thing Green Hell and Maze Book and just really inspiring stuff. And then I think another couple of words of people that have been around a while and now are breaking out in superhero comics in a big way and getting their year, Josh Williamson on Batman. You should definitely check out his run. He's been an architect of, of DC stuff for years, especially the last five or six years. He's been one of like the mainstays behind the scenes of superstructure building story-wise and a great writer in his own right on his books. But what he has planned for Batman and how it builds the big things at DC, are, it's really impressive. You should check it out. And Tom Taylor, an old friend as well, who's having such an incredible year between Superman, Son of Kal-El, and Dark Knights of Steel, and Nightwing, of course, one of the best books on the stand. So comics right now to me is so exciting. I mean, people that have deserved a shot seem to be getting a shot and new voices are coming in and being celebrated and given a chance to um, tell epic and passionate stories. And TV wise, the shows that I thought were going to kind of bowl me over didn't as much as as someone's taking some risks. I really loved Succession and Ted Lasso for reasons I explained earlier. They defy my kind of logic of storytelling where they're essentially have main characters who have almost no arc, but everybody around them has arcs because of their steadfastness. One seems to be about the worst people in the world, Succession, and the other about one of the nicest people on Earth, Ted Lasso. And I think they exist in this incredible barbell of space time. Another TV show I really loved was The Landscapers with Olivia Coleman, who's in everything and always amazing. But it it's about a couple who kind of live in a fantasy world because of some of the trauma that the wife has suffered. And structurally, you, you can hear Quinny in the background now, some of the um, decisions they make and how to formally present the story, breaking the fourth wall, all of it really fits her psychology. So it's amazing. I thought it was great. Also, movie-wise, I think um, Westerns are going to come back because it's a good time to re-examine the American character. 
and Power of the Dog and uh, Old Henry were both really interesting and flawed uh, movies that I liked. And if you're looking for a really unsettling horror film, um, Under the Skin, I thought, was really visionary and bold and, again, had its issues, but was sort of stunningly original. And book-wise, I read The Lincoln Highway by M. Towles, which I really liked a lot. It's a great sleight-of-hand road trip book um, set in the 1950s that investigates the whole mythology of the American road. And I read a a fun, fast-paced mystery called Shiver about snowboarders who reunite after years apart after a tragedy to rekindle a friendship up on the mountain and instead find themselves the target of a murderer. Really fun book. And I love mysteries, you know? I feel like that's my comfort food, too, is... Finding a good mystery where everything is empirically solved and it's like a closed system where all the oxygen in the room is just sealed. It's fun. It's like watching Forensic Files, except I feel like I watch Forensic Files and then they always like hide things until the end that make the whole case obvious. Like there was one, maybe you guys have seen this if you watch Forensic Files at all, but it was like a husband was a suspect, but they said it was, you know, they threw all the suspicion away from him and they checked out all these other people. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, Oh, but police found on his computer records of him buying like rope and lied to dissolve a body and this Google search how to get rid of human remains. And he only had downloaded one song on all of, you know, iTunes. And it was I used to love her, but I had to kill her. And it was so comically over the top that I was like, come on. But anyway, I love mysteries because they're like closed box systems. And in times of uncertainty, I think we gravitate towards things that are are reassuring in their structures that way. Another book I'm reading right now, I'm only a little bit into it, but I really like, is Hyper Objects by Timothy Morton. Charles Soule recommended it. It's super academic, annoyingly so at times, and a little haughty. But it's a great philosophy book, and the thesis is fascinating to me that one of the reasons we have so much anxiety these days is because we live in a time when we're aware of all these things that are called hyper objects, which are things that are bigger than our comprehension that threaten us like climate change and nuclear war and you know a comet hitting the earth and economic strife and things that we have no control over that are bigger than us that generations before us especially back when we were hunter gatherers and stuff had no concept of so the idea of of the more and more knowledge you have of things that are out of your control causing anxiety so interesting book music wise i mean i'm a big like old school hip hop guy i don't listen to a lot of ton of new stuff but um, I, there were a couple bands I really loved this year. I liked uh, Girl in Red and Snail Mail. And I still love the Fontaine's DC. It's probably my favorite band in a while. Car Seat Headrest. I really love Big Thief. It's probably my, my, my favorite right at my alley. Uh, Sturgill Simpson is super interesting to me. And somebody Mark Doyle and I bond over a lot. And hopefully that's a good start. Let me know in the comments things that you loved and think I might like. And again, I just want to say thank you for a fantastic year. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, be back in a couple days.